Real Christianity is sponsored by our partners and by the personal injury law offices of Mosley Collins. If you or a loved one are injured, you should call Mosley at 916-444-4444 for help. That's all fours for legal help. For over 25 years, attorney Mosley Collins has been helping families that have suffered serious injury or wrongful death. He represents people seriously hurt in accidents, including automobile crashes, motorcycle crashes, people injured as pedestrians, people who have fallen and other serious injury cases. When you're injured, the last thing you need is another bill. That's why if attorney Mosley Collins takes your case, there is never a fee until he wins. Mosley recovers money from insurance companies who have promised to pay if their insured accidentally hurts you. If you or a loved one is badly injured, dial 916-444-4444 for help. Just remember, that's all fours for legal help. Welcome to Real Christianity with Mosley Collins, a weekly call to a deeper walk with God. Here's Mosley. Welcome to today's broadcast. I'm so happy you've joined with me today, and I just want want you to know as a personal note, I feel so privileged that you would join me for our broadcast each week. So thank you for joining us. And we have been studying the Lord's Prayer, the wonderful Lord's Prayer. And In the Lord's Prayer, there are seven petitions or seven requests, and today we have finally reached the final one, deliver us from evil. Now, why don't we pray the Lord's Prayer together as we normally do at the beginning of of this study. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And so here we have just prayed the seven requests. And after these many, many weeks together and and our many studies, we've come to the last one where we ask God, deliver us from evil. So today we're gonna study that, deliver us from evil. Now there'll be a rich blessing for us if we dig deeply into this teaching. If you'll go with me and dig into it, we'll find spiritual gold, we'll find diamonds and treasures, if you'll dig with me. Now in this passage, in this last petition where it says, deliver us from evil, two words actually stand out, deliver and evil. And we'll study both of those, but let's start with evil. And one question is, why is there evil in the world? Why is there evil in the world? Because in the beginning, God, who is only good and who is all good, created the world, and the world he created was good, not evil. And God created man, male and female, and they were good. And here's what we read in Genesis 1, 26 through 31, about the creation of the world by God. Beginning at verse 28. And God blessed them and said, and he's talking to the man and the woman he created, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. 
Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all fruit trees for your food. And let me just take an aside here. As you see, when God originally created the Garden of Eden, man was a vegetarian and he was going to eat fruit off the trees. I'll pick up again at verse 30. And I have given you every green plant as food for all for you and for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. And God looked over all he had made and he saw it was very good. And the evening passed and the morning came, marking the sixth day. So you can see the Bible says it was very good what God made. So where did evil come from? It came because God gave man the freedom to choose the freedom to choose God or to reject God, the freedom to choose good or to choose evil, the freedom to choose to do what God said or disregard what God said. He gave man a free will to make moral choices. God created men in their own image with the power to choose. And here's how Adam and Eve used that power to choose, and this is in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. And the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat of the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the trees, the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to her. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment their eyes were opened, and suddenly they felt ashamed of that nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. That's how man exercised at the very beginning his power to choose and he choose he made a bad choice he chose to disregard what god said so the power to choose good and godliness always produces the power to choose evil and the power to choose not to obey god now i have six wonderful children they all thank god are following christ now my 21 year old daughter her name is casey and Casey and I are always talking about the things of God and the truths of the Bible. And the other day, Casey and I were talking, and she shared something with me, which I'll share with you. She said, Dad, God showed me the world is a choosing place and a choosing time. God loves us and wants us to choose him, and that's what life is all about. Now, if that is so true, when Casey told me that, I said, yes, this is a choosing place. You know, this world is full of distractions and great things and some things are not so great but above all else our life as we live it right now my both my for myself and for everyone who's listening to me this is a choosing time and a choosing place god wants to know will you choose me god loves you and wants you to choose him and that's what really at its simplest form that's what our life is all about on this earth it's a time to choose and I pray everyone listening to me will choose God. Now, there's a day coming when 
that choice will make a huge difference in our lives. Now, some people will choose God, and some people will reject God and choose darkness or evil. And here's what the Bible says about it. And this is in John chapter 3. And Jesus is speaking. Let me just turn to that. And here's what Jesus said. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved darkness more than light, for their actions were evil. And all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light, so others can see that what they are doing is what God wants. So we see there's evil in the world, and that evil comes from choosing wrongly. And the author of evil, the father of evil, is the devil or Satan. Now some people, when I have ever mentioned this, might say to me, Mosley, I can't believe there's a devil. That's a fairy tale. And my answer is no, it's not a fairy tale. The Bible teaches clearly there is a devil, and especially Jesus taught about it repeatedly. So to know what it means when we pray, deliver us from evil or deliver us from the evil one, we must take a look at what the Bible says about Satan or the devil. Now Satan is a powerful angel or was a powerful angel who rebelled against God and fell. And now he fights against God's work and against God's people. But where is Satan? Here's what the Bible says in Job 2.2, when Satan appeared one day before God. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on there. That's where he is. Satan is on this world, on this earth. And what is he looking for? What is he patrolling for? The Bible says this in 1 Peter 5.8, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour. So who is he looking for? He's looking for you and me. He's looking to see if he can find us without the whole armor of God on us. He's looking to see if we can find us without the protection of Jesus. He's looking to see if he can find us without the Holy Spirit in us so he can destroy us. So we have an enemy if we follow Christ. We have an enemy, the devil. That's the bad news. But the good news is this. Even though you and I face many problems, and even though now that we follow Christ, we have an enemy called the devil, the good news is God is faithful. God is faithful to deliver us from evil. And so that's why Jesus urged us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil. He purposely instructed us to, pay, to pray that so that God would have permission from us to deliver us from evil, so that we'd be aligned with God's will, which is to deliver us from evil. Now you may say, Mosley, 
You don't know my life, my problems, the evil I face. No, I may not know your life or your problems, but I do know our God. God has a plan. It's a mighty plan. It's a plan that lives forever. It's a plan that delivers us from evil. So Jesus taught us to pray, deliver me from evil. Deliver me from the evil one. In other words, deliver me from Satan's power. Deliver me from sin and death. But who will deliver us and how will we be delivered? Well, God, of course, delivers us from evil. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, even the angels of God are empowered and entrusted with the job of delivering us from evil. Here's what it says in Job 36:15. He, that is God, delivers the poor in his afflictions. Boy, that sounds like me. Do you ever get down? Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Do you ever feel you just so afflicted? Well, the Bible says that God delivers us in our afflictions. In Psalms 34, 7, the Bible says, For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and delivers all who fear him. In the King James, which is the version I learned when I was first saved 34 years ago, it is, the angel of the Lord encamps about those that fear him to deliver them. Isn't that comforting to know that God has entrusted to the angels, his powerful angels, a job of delivering us from evil? In Psalms 34:17, we read, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He delivers them from all their troubles. And finally, I want to read you from Psalms 144, the first part of it, the first paragraph of it. And here's what the Bible says. Praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for battle. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety and my deliverer. He is my shield, and I take refuge in him. He makes the nations submit to me. Now, these are not just words on a piece of paper. These are actually what God is saying about us and promising to do in our lives and what he is doing in our lives. and things he, This is what he did yesterday and the day before for us, and this is what he's going to do tomorrow and the day after that. He's going to d- deliver us from evil. Now let's read a passage in the Bible where Jesus delivered a woman from the power of Satan. And let me turn in my Bible to Luke 13, 10 through 17. And the Bible says, One Sabbath day as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent over double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, You are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand up straight, and how she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he told the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. But the Lord replied, You hypocrite! Each of you work on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath day and lead it out to water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. 
Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. So you see here, Jesus specifically says this woman had been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years, and Jesus released her. He set her free. Now Satan, the evil one, our enemy, tries to attack us in our bodies just like he attacked this woman and held her in bondage for 18 years until Jesus set her free. He tries to attack our finances, our marriage, our relationships. In John 10.10 we read, the thief comes not but to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Can you see how God loves us? Can you see the provision God has made for us that Jesus would even die on the cross that you and I might not have just life but have an abundant life? Now we're going to take a break here and when we come back we will see how to apply this teaching deliver us from evil to our lives so we can live a victorious and joyful life in Christ. We hope that you're being blessed and encouraged by today's message from Mosley Collins. He's available to speak at your church, Christian group, or Bible study. There's never a charge for his ministry. If you have questions about today's subject or you wish to invite Mosley to come speak to your group, you can reach him at 916-444-4444. You can also request a copy of today's message. Just dial all fours for help or more information. Now let's get back to today's message. So here's our situation. We face evil in the world, evil that is capable of damaging us, even destroying us. And yet we have God who will deliver us and promises to deliver us and delights in delivering us and protecting us. When we pray, God deliver us from evil. We are praying this on so many levels. We're praying God deliver us from evil, but we're also praying God deliver me from the temptation to choose evil myself. Because we are tempted sometimes with evil and yet God will prevent us. God will deliver us from that temptation. When people choose evil, it breaks God's heart. But I tell you, my brothers, my sisters, God will deliver you from evil. And he will deliver you from the temptation to choose evil because he loves you. And he will deliver us so we can stand pure and holy before him. Well, how important is it to God that he carefully protect us and lead us away from evil and deliver us from evil? Well, let me ask you this. How important is it to you to keep your young child from putting his hand on a red-hot stove? How important is it to you to keep your child safe from a child molester? If you understand how important those things are, then you understand how important it is to God to keep you and I from evil. In fact, the Bible says something quite amazing in 1 John 3.8. Let me read it to you. For this purpose... The Son of God came into the world that he might destroy the works of the evil one. Imagine that. The Bible says that the purpose of Jesus' coming, a chief purpose of his coming was to destroy the works of the evil one. So here we have a world where the evil one lives, and yet Jesus has dedicated his life and given his life 
to deliver us from that evil. Yes, we are in, in this world, we will face troubles. We will face evil. But hear what the Bible says in Romans 8:38. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's Romans 8.38. Psalms 91 is similar and talks about how God looks after us. Let me turn in my Bibles to that. And I'll read just a portion of it to you because we are running out of time. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will deliver me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. The Lord says, I will deliver those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call upon me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and honor them, and I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. God loves you and will deliver you. Now, that is a promise that you can stake your life on and should stake your life on as I do. Now, I never like to close our broadcast without giving an opportunity for people to receive Christ as Savior or make a rededication to Jesus. If you'd like to do that, pray out loud with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior and deliver me from evil. If you are sincere in that prayer, Jesus will be your Savior and he will deliver you from evil. You know, there's a wonderful joy that comes from having Christ as our Savior. There's a wonderful joy and peace that passes all understanding if you realize God will deliver me from evil. So I want you to pray the Lord's Prayer every morning. I want you to pray as you wake up and those first thoughts start flooding in and sometimes those thoughts are discouraging and sometimes those first thoughts are scary and sometimes they're bleak and you begin to worry about yourself. And at that time, I just want you to start to pray the Lord's Prayer as we have taught it. And you will find a peace that passes all understanding will keep your soul. I love you and until next week, may God bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you.
Thank you for joining us for Real Christianity. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by today's message from Mosley Collins. Mosley lives with his family in the Sacramento area. He's available to teach at your church, Christian group, or Bible study. There is never a charge for his ministry. If you have questions about today's subject or you wish to invite Mosley to come speak to your group, you can reach him at 916-444-4444. 